Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and I'm so happy that you're joining me here today. Well, this was such a fun episode. For the very first time, I got to interview two people at one time, and it's Yvette and Garrett Hampton. They are a homeschool mom and dad who are traveling the country filming a documentary all about homeschooling. So we talked today in the podcast episode about what it's like to sell everything you have, travel across the country in an RV, and do your homeschooling on the road. Along the way, talking to other homeschooling families, experts, mentors, all about what it's like to homeschool. I think this project is going to be a fun one, and I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation. So now let's get on with the podcast. And Yvette Hampton, along with their two daughters, Brooklyn and Lacey, are passionate about God, homeschooling, and spending time together as a family. So much so, in fact, that they recently sold most of their possessions, purchased an RV, and are traveling full-time exploring this beautiful country while filming a feature-length documentary on homeschooling called Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. Garrett is a movie industry veteran with credits on some of the biggest movies of the last decade. Yvette's greatest enjoyment is being a full-time wife and mom. Garrett and Yvette are both from Southern California and are in their sixth year of homeschooling. They have a passion for helping and encouraging those just getting started or considering homeschooling, as well as those who are in the midst of it as they are. Their strongest desire is that Schoolhouse Rock will encourage families to homeschool with confidence equip them to overcome the challenges that cause many to give up and to finish strong. Yvette and Garrett, welcome to the program. Thank Thanks, you. Pam. Thanks so much for having us. Well, start off by telling me a little bit about your family. Okay. So we just celebrated our 22nd anniversary. So we've been at this for a long time. We've been married more than half of our lives, which has been exciting. We have two daughters, Brooklyn and Lacey, like you said, they are 11 years old and six years old, and we are loving homeschooling. We're in our sixth year now and just loving it. Well, how did you guys get started homeschooling? We were actually never going to homeschool. And it's funny because it took us a long time to have Brooklyn. So we had a lot of time to determine that we were never going to homeschool for <laughs> years and years. We said we would never do that to our family. and. You know, it actually came to the point where we almost made promises together that we would never do it. And the funny thing was, when our daughter got to school age, we really had to consider what was right. And we were in an area where the schools weren't really great. And at the time, we didn't have money for a private school. So we just started kicking around the idea and thought, ah, maybe it'd be an option for a kindergarten, you know, but it would be a compromise. We didn't know if we could do it. And we really came at it from about the furthest point away from it. And thankfully, we had some really good friends who were homeschoolers and who encouraged us and just said, you know, you can do it. And it doesn't have to be what you think it is. And it can be great. And the kids will get a good education. And but we still had so many misperceptions about homeschooling. And you know, the classic, uh, will the kids be socialized and things like that. 
thankfully, these friends prayed for us and encouraged us. And we actually went to our first homeschool convention, which was a huge turning point for us. And when we went there, honestly, as shallow as this may sound, we saw a bunch of people that looked like us and acted like us, and we got really encouraged. And it wasn't until we started homeschooling that we realized how much we loved it. And I think we love it for many different reasons. I'm sure we'll discuss some of those. But at this point now, we're sold out homeschoolers. We love it and we think it's best for our family. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can remember going to my first homeschool convention probably six or seven years ago now and just thinking, wow, there's somebody here that just about anybody could walk off the street and walk into this convention and go, hey, there's somebody here that's like me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the people who are, you know, kind of look like me. And most of the people who are listening have at least seen my picture. And then, you know, there were the people who were maybe a little more stereotypical of what a lot of people would think of as homeschoolers, maybe kind of the the denim jumper crowd. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you had the moms with the earrings and a couple of tattoos. And Mm -hmm. you had the people who are obviously very crunchy and wearing their babies. And there was, there really was. I mean, it just really goes across the spectrum. I think that's probably one of the best reasons to go to a homeschool convention is to see that everybody out there, there's just somebody from everywhere doing it. Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Well, if you could pick one book, one literary classic, children's or otherwise, that you felt would most describe your homeschool, your homeschool day would be most like what literary classic? I would say probably, well, we're in the middle of reading Little House on the Prairie with our girls. And it's so much fun because as they traveled, you know, to different parts of the country, our family is doing that as well. And it's so much fun to read about Laura and Mary. And, you know, Carrie was just a baby, most of it. But just to read about these two sisters and the relationship that they built with one another. And our girls are doing exactly that. It's so much fun. They were, it was really hard for them when we left because they were leaving all their friends, especially our oldest. And she really struggled with that. And, and we thought, you know, this is the best time for them to become best friends. And it's been amazing to see how that is really happening. I mean, they, they don't, we've met some friends along the way and met other kids, but they pretty much have each other, just like Laura and Mary did. And so it's been so much fun to watch their relationship develop with one another. And I'm thankful we don't have to do it with a horse and carriage. <laughs> we've got, <laughs> We have a much better horse and carriage than they did, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, a, a lot fewer uh, hardships to have to endure in the RV. Yes, I'm yes sure. absolutely. Though yeah. I'm sure that it also has its own little set of hardships as well. It has its challenges, that's for sure, but um, hey, not as many as one might think. So I yeah. always say, at least it's not a tent. So. No, right. no, I don't tent camp. I've done it once and I said, I'll never do it again. So, <laughs> but yeah. I shouldn't say never because I said I'd never homeschool and here I am. So there you go. But it's just not something I would choose to do it, on a no. regular basis. No, I wouldn't want to. Well, how have the girls embraced the lifestyle? I mean, obviously leaving their friends was really difficult for mm-hmm. them. And how have they kind of embraced traveling across the country? Have they kind of jumped in with both feet? Are they enjoying it? You know, our youngest, Lacey, she jumped in with both feet. She is just a people person. She could make friends with anybody and anything. I mean, she could make friends with a bug if she wanted to. And and so, like I said, our oldest really, she had the harder time with it, but they have both really kind of come around and they're enjoying it now. We've gotten to see so many cool places and we haven't even been able to go to as many places as we plan to go to, but 
they've definitely embraced it. And I think it's been really fun to watch them develop their skills of making friends outside of their comfort zone. Cause even when we were back home, you know, they had, they wouldn't necessarily know everybody everywhere we went, but it was still home. And so they were comfortable because they knew that they were in a familiar environment, but being on the road, they will just meet kids wherever we go. And they just have learned to make friends and ask questions. And they get excited about telling people what we're doing and about the movie and traveling. And that's, that's been the fun thing to watch is both of them have really embraced the family business Mm-hmm. And they've taken on the role of kind of evangelists for the movie. And yeah. they get out there and talk to people. And Lacey, especially our youngest, just loves it and loves handing out business cards yeah. and loves meeting new people. <laughs> it's so funny. We had business cards made for the movie and she will she'll be like, Mom, do you have a business card? And she'll just walk up to somebody and say, here's a business card. We're making a movie on homeschooling. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm real worried about her socialization there. <laughs> right, right. <yeah. laughs> well, I know kind of homeschooling on the road. So tell me a little bit about, and I, I'm going off my list of questions here, because as we get into this, I'm thinking of a million things I want to ask yeah. you. So I'm going to apologize for that. No, that's okay. But tell me how homeschooling is different now that you're on the road than it was when you were at home. So how is it similar and how is it different? You know, it's funny because when we were back home, we had a nice five bedroom house. And I had a massive homeschool room when we bought the house. That was the one thing that sold me on the house was it had a room that was kind of double the size of your standard kid's bedroom. And I said, Oh, it's my homeschool room that I've always dreamed of having. And it was beautiful. And I painted the walls in these bright, vibrant colors and, and it looked really cool. And I had this huge closet that was full of stuff, you know, every, every school thing, you know, arts and crafts and books and paper and curriculum. And it got to the point where it was very overwhelming. And so as we started talking about doing this, going on the road and and traveling, and I started thinking through, oh gosh, I'm going to have to get rid of my homeschool room. And as I started purging things, I realized what freedom there was in not having so much stuff. And I don't know if you would call us a minimalist family now. We could maybe officially be called that, but... Only um, because we have minimal things, right, because, because we have minimal space. Right. It's not an aesthetic for us. Right, right. But I went from having this big room with a ton of stuff. And oftentimes I would spend my days organizing and cleaning. I didn't like my schoolroom to be a mess. And so it would get messy and we would spend half the day cleaning it instead of actually doing school. And since getting rid of all the stuff, I had to sit down and look at, okay, what is really necessary? Because we went from our five bedroom house to a 260 square foot RV travel trailer and I have a closet. It's actually what I think was probably meant to be the pantry in the trailer. And that's now my little tiny homeschool cabinet. And so I've had to narrow down what I absolutely needed to have to have in order to school the girls. And it was the greatest thing to go through everything and realize, nope, I don't need 500 pencils and I don't need 23 markers and, you know, stacks and stacks of paper And so we just simplified everything and it was, it's been great. It has been, I've been able to really focus on what is most important with the girls. And, um, I don't think yet that I've even come across anything that I've thought, man, I wish I had this. I got rid of this thing and I really, really needed it. And so I think that has helped a lot to just figure out what the most important thing is. And so it's changed in that aspect. And, um, 
I would say it's definitely not gotten harder and it's probably gotten better. The quality is definitely better. The big change though, I think Yvette is just, I think, missing the fact that they were really plugged into a a community. And Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily a change of space or a change of organization, but it's much harder to be plugged in when you're on the road. So we've had to be intentional about that. And we're actually in Savannah right now. And we've found a great classical conversations group that we've been able to do a couple field trips with and things like that. But it's so important to be a part of a community. And especially for young homeschool families that are just starting out, where every new challenge seems like an emergency. It's so good to have the perspective of other people who've done it and know that you'll get through it. And for us, we really have to be intentional about seeking those out. Yeah, I agree completely. We did classical conversations in California for the past three years. And so this was our first year not being part of a community. And actually, the two years prior to that, we were in two different co-ops. And so we've always been part of a community of some sort. And so that was definitely one of the most difficult things is leaving that community. But, you know, like Garrett said, we have found a community here where we are. We're not staying here, but we're here for a few months through the wintertime. And so it's been great to have just the, the homeschool community across the country that kind of embraces each other. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So what have you been embraced? And then what is it like? Is it pretty much the same wherever you go homeschooling? It's it's very similar. It's not the same everywhere. There's definitely a different feel in different communities. But what's been encouraging is literally every town we've been in, we meet homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. And every town we go to, we're not there just for the movie. Sometimes we're just passing through. Sometimes we're there to visit and just have some family downtime. And yet every single place we go, we meet homeschool families. And it's always fun to talk with them. And there's definitely a camaraderie. And we've found it's really easy to just fall into conversation and that the people are great. So yeah, we've been really surprised and encouraged. We haven't gone a place yet that we haven't found somebody to just be friends with. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, obviously, you guys are pretty brave. (laughs) But (laughs) if it's 2 a.m. and you're lying in bed awake, what is it that's keeping you up at night? I'm going to have to answer this one because Yvette hits the sack at about 10 and she's out like a light and doesn't wake up. (laughs) I'm always up at two. Uh, I don't think there's been a night in the last six months that I haven't been up at two. And for me, two o'clock is Bible time. I am not a morning person. Even though I have to get up in the morning and work, I'm freshest at night. So I'll edit late and then turn in and usually spend about an hour in my Bible. So about two o'clock is when I start yawning and wrap up what I'm reading and get get to sleep. So there are no worries there. It's just Bible time at 2 a.m. No room for worries. Not too many. I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't worried about what the next day's work was going to bring. But, you know, it's two o'clock is really time to just be in God's word and and just concentrate on that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about the movie that you guys are making. So what... Tell me a little bit about what the project is about. Sure. So the biggest thing, you kind of touched on it in the introduction, but the key idea of the movie is to encourage and equip homeschool families. We came at this not quite knowing what the movie was going to be, 
And pretty quickly it gelled and, and we started getting people in place and getting the interviews we needed for the movie. And it became really clear that there's a huge need for homeschool families to be encouraged. We've traveled now, we've shot in several different states and we've shot experts and we've shot families and we've shot college staff and everyone we talk to, it seems, has the same challenges. And that's that no matter how prepared you are, no matter how well-educated you are, at some point you reach a wall and you think, there's just no way I can do this. Or am I just totally messing my kids up? Are they going to turn out okay? And, you know, we were involved in several Facebook groups and you read the comments from the moms who are just hurting and it's heartbreaking. And so what we really want to do with the movie is bring together people who really know what they're doing. And those people may be experts like you or Andrew Pudawa and people who have developed curriculum or have homeschooled for a long time. And then also just real families who have been through it and know that by the time you get to where, you know, you're just ready to throw up your hands, there's some new help coming. And in that vein, we've been really encouraged because everybody has the same struggles. And at the same time, everyone we've talked to who is through it and has graduated their kids says it's totally worth it. I know there are some horror stories out there, but we've not found them yet. Another thing I really want to do with the movie, though, is when, a, let's say, a new mom is considering homeschooling, and she is just at the beginning of the process and starts to talk to people like her husband and her parents or her husband's family or something. And they say, why in the world would you do that? We want her to have something that she can say, here, look at this, take a look at this, and it'll explain where I'm coming from. And just to have our movie be that encouragement to other people that they can say, okay, it's going to be all right. The kid's going to turn out great. The education's going to be great. The kids are going to be socialized. We really want it to be that encouragement to families. Yeah. And, and as well as encouraging, we think it's really important to equip parents on how to homeschool because I know when we first got started, we had no idea what we were doing. You know, we, we had said we would never homeschool our kids and we were a, you know, very strong Christian conservative couple but we just didn't understand really what homeschooling was. We had thought of what it was, you know, 20 years ago when we were kids and, and what homeschooling was with us growing up. And so once we felt like the Lord had led our hearts to do this, we had no idea what to do. Like literally none. We just said, okay, well, okay, God, you're calling us to do this, but how? And so we had some really good friends who invited us to a homeschool convention in California. And so we went. And that weekend was just incredible for us because not only did it help us to really solidify our decision to homeschool, but it, it really helped to begin to equip us to homeschool, going to workshops. And I remember going to one of the workshops and they were talking about, you know, all the different styles of homeschooling, classical and Charlotte Mason and this and that. And I was like, what are they talking about? I literally <laughs> had no clue what they were saying. And I, I came out of that workshop almost not frustrated, but just probably more confused than I was when I went in. And um, so a big part of the movie is to encourage, but another part of it, and, and this is part of where you will come in as well, and we're so excited about you being part of it, is helping these parents to be equipped to homeschool their kids, knowing, you know, where do I, where do I even start? How do I begin? What do I do? And finding communities to be involved with, whether it's, you know, classical conversations or if they're doing Charlotte Mason or, or whatever it is that they may do 
but helping them to get started and not, because I think that's such a scary place to be when it's a big commitment, of course, homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And if you feel completely ill-equipped, a lot of people will just give up and just say, you know, it sounds like a great idea, but I have no idea what to do. So I'm just going to put them in school. (laughs) So yeah, knowing what to do on Monday morning, I think is probably the biggest confidence builder that a mom could have is, you know, she knows she's going to be faced with that. And having a few ideas of where to start really helps bring it all together and make you think, yeah, maybe I can do this thing. It's funny because you were talking about, oh, you know, every one of us at some point have wondered, you know, why are we doing this? And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, that's me every morning before my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just at some point, it's every single day. No, I'm kidding. But yeah. And I love, I love this. I love the fact that you're encouraging and equipping with the movie. And I think it's just a fabulous idea. And the idea of using it as a vehicle, you know, to explain mm-hmm. homeschooling as something, you know, concise that mm-hmm. you can hand over to somebody else to give an explanation for this is what I'm thinking. That, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, yeah. have you had any? preconceived notions about homeschooling that have been challenged as a result of your work on the movie? You know, what's funny is most of our preconceived notions were challenged in the first year of our homeschooling. And we were so wrong about what homeschooling was. So it was the first year, especially was just constant learning and constant um, having our mind blown by what homeschooling (laughs) can be. So as we've gone out and done the movie, there hasn't been a lot of that challenge to our preconceived notions. It's been more encouragement. We've met so many great families and seen, like we talked about, that the struggle is so similar among families, but that the reward is so great that more than preconceived notions being challenged, we've just been encouraged. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, talk to me a little bit about kind of the people that you're talking to. Now, you mentioned Mm -hmm. at one point uh, college professors. So are Mm -hmm. you actually speaking to admissions officers Talk to me a little bit about the, I know you've spoken to uh, Mr. Pudua. I'm a big fan Mm -hmm. of his. So, Mm -hmm. and then some parents as well. Sure. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the people you're interviewing. Yeah. I'm going to talk about specific people because they'll encompass the group so well. One of our first trips was up to a little town called Woodland, Washington, and we met a pastor and author and his wife, Scott LaPierre and Katie LaPierre. And they are a homeschool family of six. He's a pastor of a church that's a couple hundred people who most of them homeschool. And he just wrote a book on marriage. And we got to sit with him and see how he leads his family as his family's pastor and priest and how the mom takes the time to read to the kids and pour into the kids' lives. And what a great example they're setting and how the church is strengthened by their example. Then we sat during that same weekend and interviewed five different families from that church. And each one of them was in a different place in life. Some of them had graduated kids. Some of them had kids that were pretty young and still homeschooling. But we got to interview a family with special needs kids. We got to interview a family with international adopted children who had struggled with PTSD from their life before adoption. We got to meet with a family who lives on a farm and works on a farm. And so that trip allowed us to see the perspective of homeschooling from about five different angles. As far as the college thing goes, one of the ladies we spoke to is the dual enrollment 
I believe her title is like dual enrollment counselor or something at the master's university. And so all she does day in and day out is deal with homeschool high school students who are doing dual enrollment at college. And she goes out and speaks to homeschool families at 12 homeschool conventions a year. Her perspective was amazing because she is in the thick of getting homeschool students educated and getting them ahead in college. Her perspective was amazing. Mr. Pudawa was just a fountain of wisdom, and he was amazing. We, I think we may have asked him eight questions, and he spoke for about two and a half hours yeah. and didn't say two words that weren't just worth their weight in gold. So really, we're trying to get a broad perspective, but we're also trying to make it accessible. I'll just talk about one other. We lucked out really early, and I say lucked out, but I know that God just blessed the movie really early on in that we met a lady who is a PhD in education who had done her dissertation on homeschooling and the Common Core. And you talk about a wealth of knowledge, and we were able to sit down with her for about an hour as she just poured out wisdom for homeschool families and really talked about how to educate with excellence. So, you know, I hope that gives you an idea of the people we're talking to, but it's a pretty broad crowd but definitely a wealth of information. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, Yvette, go ahead. No, that's okay. I was going to say, it's been really neat because, you know, when we very first started production on this, we sat and we, you know, kind of talked about like, okay, these are the topics that we think we need to cover. But we've just prayed through the whole thing. You know, this documentary is not ours. It's, it totally has been orchestrated by the Lord and he has provided the people for it, who he wants to be in it. And so it was neat. A few weeks ago, we met a family who, we were talking with, and they have a, a son who is gifted, very, very, very bright son. And, and they're not exactly sure what to do with him next year. The mom feels kind of like, you know, she's kind of gotten as far as she can go with him. And he's just very intelligent. And so she said, I'm not sure what we're going to do next year. And then soon after that, you know, you, you and I were talking and we talked about Colleen Kessler, who's speaking at a homeschool convention next month. And I got in contact with her and she's just been amazing. And Colleen Kessler specializes in gifted children. And so we invited her to be part of the documentary and she said, yes, I'd love to. And it, it, it wasn't even a need that we knew needed to be addressed in the movie was kids who were gifted. We didn't even know that we needed to do that. And so God in his wisdom just literally put that in our laps and said, here, you need to have Colleen Kessler as part of the documentary to meet the needs of those parents who have gifted children. And so it's just been so neat to talk to different families all the way from those who are in their very first year of homeschooling to, you know, like Garrett said, those who, whose kids are adults and are successful. And, and by successful, I don't even necessarily mean, you know, they have jobs making tons and tons of money and, you know, master's degrees and PhDs, but, you know, their children have succeeded in being, you know, God loving, good, responsible human beings, whatever it is that they've gone on to do. And so all of their worst fears of being homeschool parents that we now, you know, those of us who are in the midst of it are fearing, they've come alongside and just said, nope, you can do this and it's going to be okay. Have you changed anything about your homeschooling? And I'm talking, I'm not even necessarily talking about huge philosophical changes, but even just small day-to-day changes. Has there been any way that the movies affected you to make changes to your homeschool? Um, We're both looking at each other. (laughs) You know, one of the things that actually has changed our homeschool definitely was 
when we talked with Andrew Pudua, he talked about the idea of family business. And that was impactful to me. We've actually been intentional about having the kids work with us even before we started filming the movie. But when we talked to him, he was very encouraging on the idea that it's really, really good and positive for the kids to be a part of the family business, and that will contribute to their education. And so being on the road and doing the movie, the girls have really had a real part in that. And I've seen such a great change, especially in Brooklyn, because she's a little older, but she has become a real contributor to our family. And that's been definitely something that was at least accelerated by the movie, if not, you know, if not started by the movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love, love, love to talk to homeschool families, obviously. (laughs) And I just I learn something new every time I talk to families. So it's like, yeah, I'm a little envious, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, are you guys ready for the fast five? I'm ready. I don't know. You want us both to do it? It's up to you. You can either one or the other answer. You could both answer. It might be interesting to see uh, the different answers you have. So uh, I tell you what, I'll give you the prompt and then Yvette can go first because she's a lady. Ladies first and then we'll let Garrett answer. (laughs) Okay. You got it. All right. One thing in your Amazon cart at the moment. Nothing. (laughs) Hard drives. Always hard drives. (laughs) (laughs) We need less of stuff, not more of stuff. So I, I have nothing in there. Favorite family read aloud? Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, same. Best field trip ever. (laughs) We may both agree on this. Uh, I would say the Billy Graham Library in Charlotte, North Carolina. I would have to agree, but uh, let's call this whole trip a field trip and say it's been awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What are you reading right now? I am reading Stepping Heavenward by Elizabeth Prentice. Marriage God's Way by Scott LaPierre. All right. And I have got to have blank to get me through the day. Oh, that's easy. Sugar. Iced tea. (laughs) Is it sweet iced tea? No, No. we don't do sweet tea. Oh, (laughs) and that's actually been pretty funny in the South because it took us a a little while. Both of us like iced tea and and we don't like it sweet because we're not from the South. And so we have to specify unsweet tea. Yes. Because if you just order tea, they're bringing you sweet tea. Oh, man. Yes. And for those of you not in the South, sweet tea is about 50% sugar, (laughs) which even if you drink sweet tea, you're not drinking sweet tea unless you're in the South. Yeah. And for people who aren't from the South, you have to specify every time because even if you order an unsweet tea, if you ask your waitress for a refill, by the time she brings you your refill, she's forgotten and you get right. sweet tea. Yeah, she's forgotten that you're an anomaly who wanted right, that's unsweet right. tea. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, guys, uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Schoolhouserocked.com. Yeah, it's S-C-H-O-O-L-H-O-U-S-E and then R-O-C-K-E-D.com. Schoolhouserocked.com. And it's there on the website and uh, also yep. on the Facebook page as well. Yes. Yes. The nice little uh, videos and updates there going. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. It was fun. 
And there you have it. Now, if you would like links to any of the books or resources that Yvette and Garrett and I spoke about on today's podcast, you can find them in the show notes for this episode. Those are at pambarnhill.com forward slash HSP. 46. We'll have links to the Schoolhouse Rocked website and everything else we spoke about there on that page for you. Also on that page are instructions on how to leave a rating or review for the Homeschool Snapshots podcast in iTunes. The ratings and reviews you leave in iTunes help us get the word out about the podcast to new listeners, and we appreciate you taking the time to do that. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with another great homeschooling interview. Until then, keep on homeschooling.